The voice of reason. The voice of alarm. The voice of stats. The voice of scouts. The voice of Kool-Aid. The voice of dismay. The voice of Dave Well, this was a tough one today in what will likely go down as the most forgettable game of the 2015 season, or at least let's hope. As the Royals are completely hammered by the Yankees, 14-1, as we welcome you into another edition of Your Dish with Davo on Clubhouse Conversation. Now, we will preview the next two games of the series. We'll also break down this rough game. But first, our player of the game, as we hand it out every single day here on Clubhouse Conversation. Today, only one candidate on the whole roster, if you ask me, and that's Brandon Finnegan. Brandon Finnegan, three scoreless and three hitless innings with a walk and two Ks through 45 pitches in those three innings to really save the Royals' bullpen. Because had Finnegan come out and really gotten battered around, you couldn't allow that to happen. Not with a young guy. Jeremy Guthrie's a guy you can leave out there. He's a pro. He's more experienced. He understands the situation. He's more likely at this stage of his career, much more mentally you know, tough and strong. Finnegan, a guy that had to come out and gotten rocked, you would have had to go to the bullpen probably after an inning, and we'd be in big trouble heading into tomorrow. As it stands, though, Finnegan's three scoreless innings put the Royals in pretty good shape with the pin tomorrow. Franklin Morales adds in two more nice innings of one run ball, two Ks and a walk. Greg Holland, another slight red flag in this game. He's We've seen him struggle a bit throughout the season, which is saying something because his stats are still fine. But, I mean, for us, we're used to Greg Holland being flawless. But his command, he's really struggled with that throughout this year. Had the you know, the injury there for a while as well. Uh, had the stiff neck and uh, the chest injury. So 18 pitches for Holly today, and he got just one out, allowing a hit, two walks, which is worrisome, and then two runs on the Slade Heathcote first career home run. So not a good day for Holland either to only get one out on those 18 pitches. Good job by the Royals of getting him out of the game, so he's available tomorrow. Uh, Jason Frazier inning in two-thirds, a scoreless ball on three hits, finishing off this game. So the one thing you can say, and why I mentioned Finnegan first, Morales, another great day, like I said, is the fact that the bullpen really did pick up Jeremy Guthrie and really did help save its key parts. Whereas tomorrow you still have Ryan Matson 100%, Wade Davis 100%, Calvin Herrera 100%, Luke Ochaver 100%, and you'd think that Greg Holland's available, assuming he's physically well, tomorrow as well. So that's the deal with the bullpen and the good job that they did today. That's about the only positive today, though, from this game, honestly, is the Royals' bullpen outside of Holland. Because Jeremy Guthrie... Just a rough day for Jay Guts. And for a guy that's a, a true professional like him, and, and make no mistake about it, Jeremy Guthrie, look at the numbers, gives you more innings than anybody else in this entire Royals organization. So while people want to call him a, a fifth starter, which may be true at this stage of his career, and based on some of the high upside guys the Royals have, he's still much better than 90% of the fifth starters in baseball. And yes, you can quote ERAs, and yes, you can say blah, blah, blah. Look at the innings. The innings, especially for a team like this that lacks innings from the rest of its rotation. Pretty good chance nobody in this rotation is going to throw 200 innings this year. Vargas is already DQ'd because of the injuries. Chris Young, because of not being a full-time starter. Guthrie's unfortunately already had several shorter outings, and he could still put it together and, and touch 170, 180, maybe 185 this year. Duffy, Hurt, Ventura, possibly. Ventura and Volquez have an outside chance, but there's a good chance nobody's going to throw 200 innings in this Royals rotation this year, whereas Jeremy Guthrie's done that two years in a row. 
an innings guy throughout his career. So the reason I tell you that is that, yes, he is maybe ERA-wise more like a fifth starter. But what he gives you is innings, and that saves the bullpen. Why do you think the Royals' bullpen was so dominant last year? Because of guys like Shields and Guthrie, who were able to go deep into games. Ventura gave you quite a few innings last year, pushing 180 during the regular season. So, And that's key. And Jeremy Guthrie, obviously is going to have some outings like this where he struggles because that's what he is. I mean, not like this. I'm not saying Jeremy Guthrie's ever going to have another 11-run outing in one plus because that will never happen again. The worst start by far of Jay Guts' career. In fact, he's just the second pitcher in Major League history since 1914 to allow 11 or more earned runs without recording at least an out in the second inning. The only other guy was with the Astros in 2007, and that was Jason Jennings. But like I said, Jeremy Guthrie, we've always known. How he is is he'll give you seven innings, a couple starts, six and a third a start, five a start, and then there'll be one start where he maybe gives you four, four and a third, where he struggles. He struggles sometimes. But what he gives you is innings and stability in that rotation. He's there every fifth day. He's healthy. He gives you innings. So let's keep that in mind before we start flipping out over one awful start. And it was awful. He's not going to argue that. No one's going to argue that. But let's remember his value. And he's coming off three straight starts where he had a combined 1.96 ERA. Jeremy Guthrie's been throwing the ball very well. Even four starts ago when he got hit around decently by, I believe it was Cleveland. Even, was it Cleveland? Whatever that four, four starts ago was. Whatever the game that was, he even threw the ball pretty well, had some bad luck. So he's been well the last three games for sure by the numbers, and four if you look at stuff. But today, command wasn't there. And really what it came down to, too, guys, what did I tell you last night? I was nervous about this series because the Yankees are due. And I know they don't have Jacoby Ellsbury, and they don't have the old captain anymore, and Brett Gardner's not hitting, and they're starting a rookie in center, and a questionable shortstop, on and on. Some of their guys are older. Beltron doesn't have the bat speed, blah, blah, blah. I get it. But you're still talking about a major league team and a team that's full of very established major league professional hitters. And maybe their bats aren't quite what they once were. Maybe they're slumping. But they're still the Yankees, and they're still a major league team. And they still have ability, and they've all done it before at this level, sans two or three guys in that lineup. And they're coming off a six-game losing streak. That makes this a very dangerous series and a very dangerous game. Afternoon game at Yankee Stadium. We know Jeremy Guthrie's a fly ball pitcher. We know he's better at the K in places where there's bigger outfields. Look at all those left-handed bats the Yankees have, and look at that short porch. We saw two of the four home runs he allowed that would not have been home runs in KC. At least one of them would have been an out. And does that change the fact that Guthrie was bad today? No. Guthrie would have been bad in Kansas City today, but think more like six six runs, five runs, seven runs versus 11. Now, I'm not, and again, I'm not, I know it's laughable maybe that I'm trying to justify 11 versus six or seven. It was bad either way. My point being, his line was a lot worse, and it's a horrible line, and I feel bad for him, and any Royals fan should. Any true Royals fan for a guy who's given so much to this organization and continues to, and will do it again in his next start. I believe in the guy. I think he'll be fine. The stuff's still there. Didn't have the command today. Faced a bad a bad situation. A, a, a team that's been in a slump on an afternoon game in a field that's conducive to home runs when he's a fly ball pitcher. A team full of lefties and a team that was freaking due coming off a six-game losing streak. So one plus inning, 11 runs, nine hits, a strikeout, three walks, and four home runs. Check it off. It's one game. Finnegan saved the bullpen. He goes back to the minor leagues. So the bullpen's really only minus Morales and Frazier tomorrow. Everybody but those two are available, and you have an off day on Thursday. So luckily it came at a, at a good time if it's going to happen for the Royals. It really did. If it's going to happen, this kind of blow up, you'd rather have it when you have off days all around last week and this week. So the Royals will be fine bullpen-wise. And I believe Jeremy Guthrie will be fine his next start in Chicago as well. I really do.
honest from my heart, believe that. Now, offensively, in this game, what is there to talk about? I mean, the game was over. I mean, one Royal had two hits. That's Gerard Dyson. Drove in the only run. Yesterday, the Royals, no extra base hits. Today, just one. Alcides Escobar had that. I mean, not much to talk about today. Bottom line from today, the Yankees were freaking due. Six-game losing streak at home in the afternoon. Guthrie is not a great matchup for them in that park. Didn't have his stuff today. Didn't have his command today. Command more than stuff. The stuff still seemed to be there. The command didn't. And that's what happened. But again, the bullpen is saved. The bullpen's in decent shape. And the Royals are as well to get at least one of the next two games. Now, I do think the Royals at this point are looking at a two out of three loss. I thought today was a toss-up, and I think tomorrow is as well. Jason Vargas against right-hander Adam Warren. We talked about Duffy and Warren last night, but of course Duffy moved to the DL with Vargas being activated tomorrow. The move will be to send Finnegan down to the minor leagues tomorrow. Uh, It sounds like Rios will be available to come off the DL either in Chicago or perhaps when they get home. It depends what they want to do because if Rios struggles a bit or maybe isn't 100%, they might want to wait till Monday. When the Royals get back home, just because of the fact that, of course, in the National League Park, you lose the DH. And we saw Eric Hosmer come in and play some right field today, which, again, we saw him do that once last year in an NL Park. Or maybe, Actually, I think it was two years ago. Two years ago, he did that, and it was a debacle out there. I don't know that they can start Morales at first and Hosmer and right because it significantly weakens your defense in two slots. But it's still a possibility if Rios is not you know, feeling better. Even saw Sally Perez playing first. Just a possibility that if Rios doesn't get better, they can keep Hosmer and Morales' bat in the lineup. I don't know. That, I don't know that I'd like to see that though. I just think you lose too much defensively. So Vargas and Adam Warren. That's the matchup. Vargas three and one with the five two six against Adam Warren. We've never seen Adam Warren. He's two and three with the four two six. First ever start against KC. I should say we've never seen him as a starter. We have seen him as a reliever. He has three career appearances against the Royals with the one, three, five, two quality starts. He's coming off against Tampa and Washington. Now, Jason Vargas, we haven't seen him for a while. Last time was May 6th. Had the strained flexor muscle in his elbow. So the first time we'll see him since he faced the Indians and shut him down. Two runs and six innings his last start for Jason Vargas and did not face the Yankees last year. What will we see in this one? Who knows? Vargas is coming out the DL without a rehab. I'm assuming we see him and capped at about 80 to 85 pitches, 75 to 85 pitches. So a day where Ryan Matson probably gives you two innings. You hope for five good innings out of Vargas, maybe five innings of two-run ball out of Vargas, a couple innings from Matson or one-plus, and you've got Herrera, Davis, possibly Holland to close it out if you need him, Ho-Chaver. So uh, the Royals pitching stats up pretty well for tomorrow in that game. Uh, at least bullpen-wise. Vargas, what will we see? I don't know. There's lots of left-handed bats. That'll help kind of neutralize that short porch, hopefully, in theory. And hopefully Vargas can give you a good game. I have a weird feeling Vargas will. And Vargas is a guy that I've had circled as my biggest question mark since February in this rotation. Still do. Especially with the injury and especially with having really just a one good start against Cleveland. So we'll see what he has. I think he'll have a good start, though. I really do. And I believe the Royals will score some runs off Adam Warren. Just... Not that great of a pitcher. He's not really even a true starter at the major league level. Coming off two pretty good starts, but hey, what do I always say? Things are due and the mean is ready to happen. So hopefully the Royals can get some runs off of him and get this offense going again after a couple days in a row of just one run scored. Now Wednesday afternoon, it's Chris Young and Michael Pineda, the rematch of May 15th at the K when the Royals won that game, when Young outpitched Pineda. Pineda in that game, career high 10 hits allowed, five runs, five and a third with one strikeout. Royals did a great job. That was the game where he'd come off the 
with 16 strikeouts against Baltimore and got just one against the Royals. Chris Young that night, five and two-thirds, a run on four hits, two Ks, two walks. Young's 4-0 with an 0-7-8. Pineda, 5-2 with a 3-5-9. Believe the Royals are fairly big underdogs Wednesday with Pineda coming off a couple losses. Again, using the whole do-slash-mean thing, Pineda's probably due to win a game. Young with a 0 7 8 Probably due to lose a game, especially again, similar to Jeremy Guthrie, a fly ball pitcher and uh, a lineup with lots of lefties and a short porch. I just don't love that ballpark. I don't love Yankee Stadium for any of the three Royal starters. Vargas is the best odd just because of the lefties and hopefully neutralizing that. But Young and Guthrie are both fly ball pitchers, both right-handers. Yeah, I don't know. I just I don't love this match. To me, Ventura and Volquez, their stuff pitches the best, obviously, at Yankee Stadium. But it is what it is. Hopefully the Royals, well, first of all, hopefully the Royals don't see the Yankees in the playoffs. I doubt they will is the first good news. And hopefully the Royals can get at least one of the next two. I don't love their odds on Wednesday. too. So to me, tomorrow becomes the big day. You don't want to be facing a sweep and a four-game losing streak on Wednesday. But we're not going to panic. We'll just The Royals have yet to lose three all year in a row. I believe they'll come out and win the game tomorrow. And we will talk to you again late tomorrow evening here on Clubhouse Conversation. Have a great rest of your Memorial Day and remember what the holiday is all about. Hopefully you can spend it with some loved ones and remember the fallen ones and those close to you and those who have served us that we've lost. God bless. Have a great night.